Welcome to Digital Health Connect, empowering global collaboration podcast by ECH Alliance, the podcast that brings together the brightest minds in the digital health industry to explore the latest innovations and trends. Join us as we dive into the world of digital health and hear from industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators who are shaping the future of healthcare. So hi, everyone. Welcome to our section, Member Spotlight, where we interview some key personalities from ECH Alliance members to find out more about their organizations and companies, as well as to get inspired by their work. I'm Adriana Diaz, the Communities Manager of ECH Alliance, and it is my pleasure today to introduce you to Sinead McCarthy, Client Services Manager Healthcare at Orion Learning. Hi, Sinead. Hi, Adriana. Delighted um, to be chatting with you today. So thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, we're happy to have you. And I'm going to start with a very basic question, which is, where is Orion Learning based and what is the scope of your work? Yeah, great. So Orion Learning are headquartered in Belfast in Northern Ireland, and we create personalized digital learning solutions for the unique challenges of the health and social care sector, both in Ireland, the UK and globally. So this means something different to every organization that we work with. Um, for some, it could be configuring and deploying a learning management system. For others, it's developing a suite of custom e-learning modules or maybe collaborating on a digital learning strategy. So we like to see ourselves as a digital learning partner rather than just a supplier and provide a consultative approach to help partner organizations find the right digital solution that works for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very clear. And if you were to highlight, let's say, three top three key facts about Orion Learning, which ones would they be? That's a great question. Um, I'm biased in saying it's hard to narrow it down to three. But um, I guess, first of all, I would say our expertise in digital learning solutions um, and you know, that we're a strategic digital learning partner as well. So our strap line is learning that works. And for Orion Learning, this is an approach we embrace where the focus is on creating and delivering effective, engaging and impactful learning solutions for organizations. So we really emphasize designing learning experiences that are not only informative, but they're practical and beneficial in real world scenarios. <clears throat> so we believe in fostering a holistic learning culture one that should be embedded into an organization's values and practices, daily operations to promote growth and innovation within the organization. Um, number two, I would say our client centric approach. So we're fully focused on building strong client relationships and really understanding um, their specific learning challenge. And, and in, allow, in doing that, it allows us to provide a customized digital learning solution and this client-centric approach, we know there's no one size fits all for learning, but to provide effective and impactful learning experiences, these need to be tailored to the specific needs of the organization. Um, and for us, it's all about fostering connections as well. Um, and number three, I would say providing innovative learning solutions. So here in Orion, we're committed to innovation in the field of learning and development. And again, how we can create impactful learning experiences that are centered to the evolving needs of our clients and industries, and that's ever changing. So we're constantly looking at ways that 
we can improve our offerings in Orion, both internally as a team, but also how we can improve our offerings, um, you know, to our, our clients as well. Um, and I guess just one example of one of these innovative learning solutions um, that we've brought on board over the last couple of years is, is Bytecast. So it's an innovative mobile learning app. And it can deliver personalized, engaging learning pathways to, to large scale audiences such as patients, staff, onboarding. And we saw this, you know, innovative solution really come to life after COVID. Um, there was a focus on micro learning and we saw how learning had changed. So we adapted um, to that as well. Mm -hmm. I think it's great that you mentioned an example of the kind of apps that you do, because I think it's always very helpful to understand to make more tangible somehow the, the kind of work that companies do. And you mentioned that you're like really like client-centered. Which kind of clients do you offer services to? Yeah, so we're a trusted partner for some of the best known public and leading health and social care organizations, including the Health Service Executive in Ireland and the NHS in the UK. But we've also delivered large scale projects to government and global health care companies, um, but government and commercial companies, I should say as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, my role is very focused on the healthcare sector um, and our thorough understanding of health and social care enables us to deliver transformative solutions to support organisations deliver learning experiences for staff patient service users, as I mentioned. Um, but we do work with a wide range of clients and we do have, you know, a, a good understanding of a lot of different backgrounds, including, as I mentioned, government commercial, but also the health and social care charity sector as well was quite um quite a big sector this year. Mm -hmm. And could you maybe share with us like a couple of like success stories from your clients working in, in the health sector, as you were mentioning, like what kind of work did you do with them and why would you say it succeeded? Yeah, I'd love to. And um, these are two success stories I'm very passionate about. Um, and both are coming from the healthcare background as well. Um, so the first is Epilepsy Ireland. So Epilepsy Ireland are an Irish charity dedicated to supporting individuals affected by epilepsy. And as an organization, they sought to expand their educational initiatives to reach a wider audience within Ireland and also globally. So their aim was to provide accessible and engaging resources for both patients, but also those seeking to know more about epilepsy for carers, for family members as well. So Epilepsy Ireland partnered with Orion Learning and they conceptualized the EpiLearn app leveraging the Bytecast platform, which I just mentioned there about, how, you know, how we're leveraging, um, you know, new innovative learning experiences. So this app offered a unique mobile learning experience and it combines Epilepsy Ireland's own branding, diverse learning pathways, videos, podcasts, quizzes and lots of other training materials. So the EpiLearn app delivered bite-sized interactive resources and it covers various topics all focused around epilepsy and the goal is really to enhance epilepsy ireland's information repository um, so it touches on kind of the types of epilepsy um, treatment for epilepsy what to do if someone is having um, a fish and the benefits um, included accessibility, or the benefits of Bytecast, I should say, include accessibility across mobile and desktop devices, 
that diversified content as well for users. Um, there's a lot of user engagement incentives such as rewards, certificates, and then for the organization, they can look at real-time tracking um, and they can, they can customize that learning pathway as well, which is really key. So with the app's launch, which was earlier this year in 2023, um, you know, it included the people using it included the 45,000 people that are impacted by epilepsy in Ireland. And the response has been fantastic so far. And, you know, some of the testimonies we've seen have praised kind of how informative the content is, is as well. So ultimately, I think this is a real success story, you know, on a, on a charity basis, but also to show how we can revolutionize patient education and the collaborative effort resulted in the successful creation of the EpiLearn app. Um, and I think it's a great example, you know, in Ireland and globally, how we can revolutionize um, epilepsy education and patient education. Um, so yeah, I think it's been an indispensable resource and I'm looking forward to see how Epilepsy Ireland continue to develop, um, you know, the pathways next year. Um, so the second success story I'm going to mention is um, from an organization called Help Me See. So Help Me See, um, they're a global charity um, combating cataract blindness. Um, so we collaborated with Help Me See and their goal was to enhance their training program for ophthalmologists in manual small incision cataract surgery. So we shorten this and call it, well, it's called M6 surgery. And the objective here of the program was to reduce classroom time while maintaining the learning quality by integrating e-learning with practical training using a surgical simulator for ophthalmologists. So a very detailed um, brief we got um, and, and a program we developed. So help me see Engage Dorian Learning. It was all through a formal procurement process to develop e-learning courses on surgery theory and technique to complement this innovative surgical simulator. And the goal was to optimize the learning program, combine their current e-learning, classroom sessions, simulator training, textbook content, all focused around this surgery. So it was very detailed. So we partnered very closely with the Help Me See's global team. And it's a great example of how we can work remotely with organizations as well to create a tailored e-learning solution. And this really equipped learners with the competencies necessary for effective utilization of that simulator session. And the e-learning modules, they conveyed a lot of theoretical concepts, techniques, and reducing that need for extensive classroom time. And that shift enabled learners to have more valuable hands-on time with the simulator, um, you know, which is cost and time um, in, intensive as well. So, you know, developing these e-learning courses, um, they incorporated a lot of simulated videos from the surgical simulator. Um, we included some real life surgical footage that was narrated um, by a virtual instructor. And this integration, it really illustrated essential techniques, um, potential complications for the surgery and prepared surgeons effectively for, for real life scenarios. But I think it's a great example of how um, you know, innovation and e-learning um, kind of met somewhere in the middle here. So Help Me Seize initiative, it really exemplifies a project that's driven by 
by a genuine purpose. You know, as we say, it's a project with purpose. It's made a meaningful, meaningful impact on, on learners, on the organization, the global community as well. And it really showcases the successful integration of technology enhanced learning um, to address a critical healthcare challenge. Um, so yeah, they're two two of the the projects of purpose we like to call them that we're really passionate about. That um yeah, got launched the this year just gone. Yeah, it sounds it sounds fantastic, and I think your examples are very helpful because it shows how, as a company, your work is really diverse, and how on the first example it could be it could be more appealing for like patient groups, for example, like among our community of ECH Alliance, we have many patient groups, so I think. For many of them, it could be a great example of how an app can make things easy for patients. And then on the other side, more for students or like universities and how to make things easier and more adjusted to our time in the end, that the reality is that we use computers to learn. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head with both of those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And actually, as a company specialized in skills learning, as you were mentioning, which would you say are the key skills that we are often missing in the field of health these days? A, a tricky question, but um, it's something that I spoke about recently at the Smart Summit. Um, and you know, on the panel I was on, we were discussing the healthcare skills gap and kind of what does good look like. And the consensus amongst the panelists, so there was five of us, was that successful digital upskilling, it really involves a collaborative effort. And I think this includes collaborative effort, not only clinical expertise, but also technical proficiency, innovation clusters that foster an environment of creativity and modernism. Um, I think by working together, healthcare professionals and technologists can bridge the skills gaps you know, that currently exist. And I think for me, one of those skills gaps would be the need to improve digital health literacy. I think it's so important for healthcare professionals to continuously update digital skills. You know, it's an ever-changing environment, um, you know, that we've seen and the need to adapt to today's technology-driven healthcare. But sometimes organizations need to almost take a step back and you need to assess, OK, what are the current skills in our organization? It will be different for every organization, but I think improving digital health literacy is key. Um, this adaptability ensures not only patients receive the best possible care, but also the healthcare staff are confident about using, you know, using apps, um, you know, speaking about innovation as well and, and leveraging the benefits of, of digital health. Um, I also think, you know, healthcare organizations, I know funding is a, a big issue, but healthcare organizations need to invest in comprehensive training programs and platforms as well to ensure staff can harness the full potential of tools. And this includes training and, you know, a lot of talk about electronic health records, telemedicine platforms, data analytics as well. And I think it's going back to that digital health literacy. It kind of must be ingrained in the culture of healthcare institutions with ongoing training and, you know, a certification programs for all of staff as well. Um, and just to kind of summarize, it goes hand in hand then with collaboration again, you know, like the work we're doing with the ECH, the Alliance, um, but also, yeah, with just providing that cluster of innovation. Yes, indeed. And I think that when we think about digital health 
um, skills and like literacy, as you were saying, we tend to think that ah, now younger generations are more and more technological and indeed we're more familiar with new softwares. But for example, this was making me think of my mother who is actually a nurse and she's like 60, close to retirement somehow, but she, every year she has to learn about new softwares and she gets very overwhelmed because she's like, I don't know how to learn all these. I already struggled to use my own personal computer and then the whole healthcare system changes. She has to learn a new software and she doesn't know where to start somehow. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also, you know, we need to look at, at the the demographics, like you'd mentioned, you know, there's an, a, a more older population. I know within Ireland there is. Um, an older population of patients as well and it's just thinking how are we providing patient education on one side but it's also improving digital health literacy and looking at the basic skills can people connect to the internet do people have access to mobile phones and computers and um, you know like I said it's just kind of assessing those skills within the community but within healthcare organizations as well as key. Mm -hmm. And um, if we look like at digital health um innovations or like latest developments which ones excite you the most from the ones that are currently developing yeah i mean i think 2023 was a really big year for digital health um a lot of talk at the conferences about digital health and innovation and there's been a lot of developments and discussion i'm personally i'm most excited to see how digital health can continue to revolutionize healthcare delivery and improve patient outcomes um, I'm a big believer in patient education and, you know, allowing patients to kind of self-manage that are able to and self-educate, um, you know, on, on some of the chronic diseases that are there, there to free up GP time and hospital time as well. And I think, you know, particularly in Ireland, telemedicine and remote patient monitoring has been a big talking point this year and allowing patients to access healthcare and education remotely. So I'm really excited to see how some of the conversations we've had this year kind of will be driven on to 2024 to really enhance preventative care, chronic disease management, um, with a big focus on self-education for patients as well. I think the synergy between technology and healthcare, you know, we just saw a massive conversation around this at conferences this year, and it continues to drive innovation. And I think that offers hope for a more effective and patient-centered healthcare ecosystem. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see how how this will develop next year. I think we're only at the tip of the tip of the iceberg on it. Yes, and I think you're not alone in that because that makes me think. Last week we we gathered our community in Spain at our ECH Alliance Spanish ecosystem gathering in Barcelona, and actually many of our ecosystems coming from like other regions in Spain, other than like a bit more isolated, like for example, there's Castilla Leon or Extremadura that are more close to Portugal or in the north part of the country, and they were really saying how remote health and telehealth has been crucial for them, especially considering that we have aging populations and that it's the reality of many countries, particularly if they're big geographically speaking. Yeah, and, and as we just mentioned before, so looking at those demographics, you know, there's an aging population as well. And, you know, it's just how are we providing education, um, you know, to our patients and what can be what can we do differently to, you know, it's not only to free up hospitals and GPs time as well, but it's to hand some of the power back to patients as well, where they have the confidence to self-manage 
um you know and, and educate themselves but i i think it's about giving that confidence um you know to patients as well and we need to bring them on the the journey with us you know we need to to talk to to patients and organizations like epilepsy ireland to see how do patients want to you know want to get information as well and you know what can we be doing differently as an organization to to help with that mm -hmm. and what would you say that is happening on in digital health today that was unthinkable for you like five years ago let's say oh that's a good question um i think that immersive technology you know the chat gbt um ai vr all of these or is virtual reality augmented reality mr the it just seems to have blown up this year you know i'd heard of chat gbt before but this year all of a sudden it had just you know like just taken over and the same with that immersive technology as well i definitely think it's going to play more of a role in learning and development in the future and i'm very excited to see how that plays out as well i think you know, we need to be careful with these technologies as well, but I think they will offer a more immersive and interactive experience for, for healthcare staff and for patients to enable more hands-on training, simulations, skills, skill developments as well across industries. So I definitely, you know, I never, I never could have imagined, you know, we'd be at a point in 2023 where we'd be looking at virtual reality and you know, talking to our computers as well. Um, but I think, you know, moving into the future, I think particularly in learning and development, I think there'll be more of a, a focus on personalized learning platforms for organizations that that leverage data analytics. Because again, there's been a lot of talk this year about data that will leverage data analytics and AI to offer a more tailored learning experience for, for healthcare staff, for organizations, for patients as well and adaptive learning technologies that will adjust content delivery based on individual learners needs preferences and performances and i mean that's something we're you know we're already working with in orient learning you know around portals and and learning platforms as well but i just think there's going to be a bigger focus on that personalized learning experience um and i think as well that con the continuation of on the go learning continuous learning and upskilling for staff as well it's about making information available as easy as possible as accessible as possible and as as innovative and again coming back to bitecast and that epi learn app as well it's on the go learning it's continuous learning it's upskilling as well and i just think moving to the future we're going to see more and more of of that it's exciting yeah, I was going to say it sounds exciting and we should take note of that and then we could chat in, in five years and see what has become true of that, which probably everything, if not most of those things. I know, um, there'll probably be a robot interviewing us in five, in five years' time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's a bit sad though, but it, it might happen. Yeah, it is. I mean, and it will never take, you know, that, that chat GPT and there was a lot of discussion around you know, patients that are going to kind of Google and going to online to Google self-management and symptoms. And I just think, you know, it can take away from, you know, the solid information that, you know, a healthcare organization can provide a patient. And that's why, you know, we need to move quickly on 
how we offer education to patients as well. Um, you know, we don't want everyone going to chat GPT for, for the answers to everything, because when it comes to the clinical side of things, that's what our healthcare professionals are there for, isn't it? You know, they know best. Indeed, yes. And um, moving back to organ learning, what do we need to watch out from your company in the coming years or even coming months? What are like the hot topics you're working on or launches? Yeah, it's going to be a big, a big year for Orion Learning. Um, we'll be launching, excuse me, our new website in the coming months. We're really excited about this. We put a lot of work into it for this year, so um, we'll keep you updated. But that will be launching soon. We are expanding our learning offerings as well, um, over the coming months and year to continue to pioneer innovative learning solutions. Um, you know, with a focus on improving accessibility as well and the learning experience in 2024. You know, this year we spoke a lot about accessibility and, you know, it's such a key topic coming into 2024. We'll have some really exciting new healthcare and government and commercial projects coming on board for next year that we'll be able to showcase some of these innovative projects we've been working on. And I guess the team within Orion, our internal team, we're continuing to seek out the latest innovation solutions, you know, talking about that immersive technology and new ways of, of working with, with our clients as well to provide individualized learning experiences as well. And just excited to see where that immersive technology, um, you know, I get what role that can play in e-learning in the coming years to come so I think yeah next year is going to be a, a big year so really excited that's great so like 2024 sounds like promising already and I see that you have many plans on how to with especially new website expanding learning offering yeah. improving accessibility everything sounds like great future ahead yeah absolutely we're looking forward it's been a great year and we're looking forward to 2024 and see what um yeah see what we can bring bring new to the learning and development table mm -hmm. and then final question how can our audience contact you and engage with your company if that's possible yeah absolutely so our website is www.orionlearning.com so that's www.orionlearning.com orionlearning.com and um, you might link it um, with the podcast so you can contact us through there there's a contact us form um, also my email address um, is sinead s-i-n-e-a-d dot mccarthy m-c-c-a-r-t-h-y at orionlearning.com and feel free to reach out. Um, I'd love to have a conversation with, you know, any organization that's looking to perhaps chat about digital health or looking at your, your digital strategy for next year as well. We're having a lot of conversations with organizations that are looking to prepare for, you know, the changes that will be happening next year all around digital health and education and learning. So um, I'd love to have a chat. Um, yeah, any organizations that want to have a chat about that, feel free to reach out. That's great because at the CH Alliance, one of our four pillars is connecting. So Excellent. you're putting out your email address. So if you have any question for Sinead or you think that what, what she was saying about Orion Learning is a match for your company or you're a patient organization or your university and you want to maybe um, reconsider your offer, I'm sure that they can help you with that. Absolutely. And, um, I would like to thank you for your time, Sinead. It was a pleasure speaking with you to discover more in depth about your views about digital health, but as well about the great task that Orion Learning is doing. Thanks so much, Adriana. It's been great to come on and um, 
yeah, look forward to chatting with you again next year to see see what work we've been doing and to catch up. Yeah, looking forward to that. And thank you to all of you who have been listening. We will see you all next month, already in 2024, at our next Member Spotlight interview. Stay tuned. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Digital Health Connect, empowering global collaboration by ECH Alliance. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast and stay connected with us as we continue to explore the latest developments in digital health and the power of global collaboration. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time.